Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Tune Podcast. The goal of my show is to create valuable content to broaden your knowledge, inspire you, and get you in the right mindset so that you can apply it in your own life to drive impact, generate meaning, and achieve your purpose. Now, today's guest is Holly Woods. Holly is a purpose catalyst activator specializing in helping visionaries, entrepreneurs, and change makers to build products and innovations aligned with purpose that create more meaning, profit, and change the world. <clears throat> As an executive entrepreneur and coach and mentor, she has 35 years of building and scaling businesses and help leaders achieve their unreasonable goals. Holly is a human and organizational development coach, a consultant, scientist, um, a purpose coach, and a theorist, mediator and facilitator, stages of consciousness developmental practitioner, speaker, and best-selling author of the Golden Thread, Where to Find Purpose in the Stages of Your Life. Holly, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, John. Thank you so much. And um, that was a mouthful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> well, I wanted to cover, you know, all the various uh, dimensions of who you are, because you're such a phenomenal, accomplished uh, leader in your field. Um, and I, when I discovered you, I was excited because you've been doing this work of helping people and organizations find purpose in their work, their life, their products. And so I wanted to first start off by asking you, how did you get into this work? Thank you for all of that. Um, well, it's funny because I was, I, I mean, I often want to say that, you know, I'm not kind of not normal and, and I've had a lot of careers and um, I got into this work because it is my purpose and my soul led me here. And um, it wasn't necessarily a straight linear or easy path. It was a very awkward, circuitous, challenging journey. Um, and I, I heard as a little girl that, you know, I am psychic and hear things and see things uh, and um, clairvoyant and I heard that I'm here to do something important, but I had no idea what that was and how to go about finding it. And after, you know, many, many different versions of career and profession and roles, um, I began to understand that I really was here to do something important. And I had to figure out who I was, what my expression was on the world and how to make that great contribution. And um, lo and behold, that contribution really is about helping others find their purpose so we can all be our most potentiated contributing selves. Um, so it was by hook or crook. I, you know, I had a very um, irregular life and um, it, you know, it was, it was over time that this came, this unfolded the way it did. Mm. It's not like I went to school and figured out I'm a purpose coach. I, I literally lived the life that in which it unfolded and I learned the different talents and methods and, um, you know, created a, a program about how to do this. Mm. So 
do you believe that this was something that you were born to do or did you just oh yeah oh yeah i i mean i have a very strong belief that our you know this is my cosmology that our souls call us pull us here in any given lifetime to have um, unique expressions. I believe that we have more than one expression of purpose in a lifetime. And so the particular expression that I am, you know, demonstrating right now is an expression and I've had many expressions, but that it's all, it's all evidence of my purpose in the world. Um, mm. yeah. That's great. <clears throat> so how would you define purpose? And how has it show up in your life? Yeah, you know, so my book, The Golden Thread, um, just as backstory, is my exploration over time, over the last, you know, 30 something years about how purpose does show up in our life and what is purpose, because I too wanted to understand it and get clarity about it so I could do my work better. And as I studied stages of consciousness, I began to observe that purpose shows up uniquely across the stages of our life or the stages of consciousness, meaning as we grow through life and we gain broader and broader perspectives, we can see that who we are can be expressed uniquely in that, from that perspective. Um, so I believe purpose fundamentally is what's trying to be expressed through your soul, um, but that it looks different over time. So obviously purpose as a child is very different than purpose as an elder. Um, my purpose uh, is to speak powerful truths, to shine love onto shadow, to liberate soul's potential and reunite love and power. And that has looked different over each stage of my life. I mean, even as a child, I spoke really powerful truths and stood up to people who, you know, didn't necessarily want to see me or hear me. And then over time, that particular facet of my purpose became more and more expressed, but not necessarily in helpful or useful ways. I had to learn to uncover the shadow associated with speaking powerful truths. So sometimes speaking truthfully and powerfully would end up creating a lot of conflict and a lot of um, you know, trouble and led, led to things that weren't necessarily useful in life. So I had to learn how to use my purpose in ways that really were powerful and contributory. Um, and that's just one facet of my purpose. But I, I believe that over time, our purpose is expressed, you know, differently depending on where we are in life. That's so I, I, just quickly, I also believe that, you know, there's a lot of belief that purpose is a project or a role or, um, you know, some job. And those are all can be expressions of purpose, but I don't see them as purpose itself. So people talk about, oh, I've found my purpose. I'm doing such and such. And it's like, well, that's great. You're doing, you know, might be doing great work in the world, but that is actually not purpose that's an expression of purpose possibly mm, interesting so so you mentioned a point about how we're when we're speaking truth and how that can get us into trouble and i guess to me how do you leverage purpose in a way that navigates through the intricacies of 
an environment that could backfire against you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and I think, I honestly think it's one of the reasons people don't choose to uncover, you know, to find, live, execute, live, deliver their purpose in the world, because I think we innately know that if we are that essential version of us, that there will be power that as yet hasn't been demonstrated in the world. I mean, and it is true. It's actually very insightful for us to have that fear because um, when we are our essential selves, we are reuniting the power, you know, we're living through the power of the unique version of us. Um, and living into purpose, expressing our purpose in the world, you know, that unique version of us, the essential version of us. I'm sorry, I have a cat coming in out of my lap. Um, <laughs> It's working at home thing. Don't you love it? Um, also allows you to work through the shadow. So no matter what, um, as you begin to live purposefully, you will uncover the parts that need to be illuminated that would maybe not necessarily be have have been shown to you yet. And so it wasn't till I really began speaking you know, attempting to speak powerful truths that I realized, oh, I'm actually not doing this very well. It's actually, it is backfiring on me. And I wanted to be speaking truths in a way that were useful and contributed to things moving forward and um, were, you know, kind and compassionate as opposed to blaming and judging and which, you know, some of my truths ended up being. So I had to really step back and say, well, look, you know, I'm not doing this very well and I need some help. And, um, and so a lot of the work I do with clients is uncovering that shadow, um, the shadow version of us that keeps us from, you know, really being more productive in the world. Shadow can also be the doubts and limiting beliefs and guilt and, you know, all the ought to's and shoulds and, um, things that keep us, you know, this sense of not being ready that keep us from from really living into into the more essential version of us too. Right. Or I wonder if it's also about, so for example, when business leaders are making decisions, sometimes they're based on emotions and and, and feelings and not so much grounded in in purpose in in things that actually make the decision good. What what's your take on that? Well, there's there's two elements of purpose you're talking about here. One is the leader's unique individual purpose, and then there is the purpose of the organization hmm. or the initiative, um, depending on you know what kind of leader. Um, so so those two things need attention, both need attention. And when we are acting on behalf of an organization, we tending to both of those things, who am I? And how can I best be in this scenario coming from, you know, the most authentic version of me. So I'm bringing my talents and skills and way of being in the world most authentically, because that's who I'm going to be best. And anything else is not really going to work. And you know we we so 
try to be someone else often when we're at work um, in a company. We want to be accepted and um, valued. And so we live according to, you know, sort of the culture and the culture isn't always healthy. And then there's the understanding the purpose of a company and an organization well enough to align with it and deliver it in the world. And oftentimes the purpose of a company is not adequately communicated. So there, there's a need for you know, the leaders of a company to communicate about purpose to all the, the teams so that it can be um, acted upon. Mm. That was a long answer. No, that's, that's great. I love that. So, <laughs> so you bring up such a good point. So, so when companies announce their purpose, is it like our purpose is X, Y, Z, or is it, <laughs> is it, this is our mission, this is our vision, and these are our goals and yeah, all that ties into purpose. Like what's your- Great, quite great question. And very few companies are doing this very well. Um, and, and the very first thing you said, companies usually announce it <laughs> you know, to staff. And we now know there's, a, there's actually a lot of research on this. Um, companies should, you know, in, in the company 3.0 version of where we're going, um, it would be best if purpose could be elicited across an organization. So not just the leadership team get together with the shareholders and decide what the purpose is and, and then announce it, <laughs> you know, to the thousand employees or 50,000 employees or whatever. Um, in fact, it should be a, a purpose of a company is continually shifting dependent on its, its, its employees and its focus and its projects and its products. And, um, and so it needs to be continually revisited and co-created. Now that's, that's just not something that happens almost anywhere, but it is actually, you know, in the literature, this is the early understanding of how purpose is best enacted. And there, there actually is enough data to suggest that works best. <laughs> um, <laughs> But most of the time, you know, something is announced and it's put on a placard at the front door and it's on the letterhead and, you know, and all the, the material, the swag that a company puts out. Um, and it might trickle down to employees who might understand some version of it, but usually not well. I think best practices right now are, you know, it, it is sort of top down purpose. Mm -hmm. But it is communicated well enough that employees like, oh, I get it. I think that's what we're doing here. And I'm going to do my best to support the purpose of the company. I think that's, that's as best as we can usually imagine in most companies these days. But we're going someplace else. And I, I really invite you know, leaders and others to consider that purpose is something that does evolve over time, you know, purpose itself doesn't evolve, but in a company, it the expression of purpose would evolve mm -hmm. and that it's co-created dependent on who's in the company and um, how it meets the needs of the market. Mm -hmm. um, so does it, does purpose extend more than meeting the needs of the market? Can you say that again? Sure, does purpose extend beyond meeting the needs of the market. For example, when you have an organization that is purpose-driven and they're going through some very challenging times, 
I'm sure there are organizations that are purpose-driven currently and are going through this pandemic. Uh, is handling this pandemic uh, in a way that's probably, I would say, more effective than an organization that doesn't have um, a, a purpose statement or, or some sort of purpose-driven um, knowledge. What's, what's your take on organizations that are purpose-driven and how they navigate through challenging times? Um. There is actually, there's enough, there are, there's so much data about this as well. Mm -hmm. um, companies that navigate in good times are challenging times with purpose are more likely to have higher, you know, returns. They have higher shareholder value. They have um, higher stock value. They have, um, better strategic initiative execution. They retain employees longer and employees are more engaged. Leaders have more direction and therefore are more effective. Um, leaders themselves feel more aligned with the company and more able to carry out operations and you know, create profitability. I mean, I could go on and on and on, including, you know, about the company culture. So there is so much data about purpose-driven companies and how much more effective they are. Um, in challenging times, as you noted, most leaders of companies, you know, typically and traditionally at least wanted to scale back, pull in, get conservative, you know, let's cut everything that isn't essential and uh, let's go back to bare bones. That's, you know, it's just sort of our limbic system response to the world as we become embedded in fear. And I think until, you know, the last couple of years that included cutting out any interesting new initiatives that we had going like purpose being purpose-driven. Um, but there's so much data. I don't know that that's still happening. It could be. The, the distinction again, I wanna make is, is that, um, Purpose, it's, purpose is not a project or a product. It is, it is the essence of a person or a company. Mm -hmm. And so that essence of a company, whatever it is, is not gonna change just because it got hard, mm -hmm. right? When you think about it, it doesn't change for us when times get hard, we still are who we are. We still are in the world as us essentially so the same would be true for a company. If it was founded for a particular reason to meet the needs of you know, the market, um, it may change direction and the, the expression of the company may change. The essence is probably going to stay the same. So it may change its operations, it may change its products, it may change its um, strategic objectives, the essence of the company, unless it folds and becomes something else, is still going to have that same purpose. Mm -hmm. And it actually is, is really more like a navigation system, just like it is for us as, as individuals, as leaders. Purpose actually serves as the most uh, salient, consistent, reliable navigation system we can use in our lives. Like mm -hmm. no matter how hard it gets, you know, it's the rudder that we can use to live aligned with who we really are, as opposed to 
getting you know pulled off course wherever we're going and the same for a company if you have that that essential understanding of what you are collectively you can maintain that navigation there's a lot that might that that might change but mm -hmm. you're more likely to be resilient or you know anti-fragile as as some of my mentors like to call it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people out there that are looking for work either because they their jobs were impacted due to due to the pandemic how do you what advice would you give to um that population who are seeking to work at an organization that's purpose-driven like what are some of the characteristics that they can identify prior to working there or is it more of you don't know that until you work there kind of thing. So are you are you asking about their own purpose or the are looking for a purpose driven company? I wasn't sure which um, the looking for a purpose driven company. You know, I actually would step back and say I I would encourage anybody and everybody to get clear on your own purpose mm -hmm. and then find work aligned with that because really what most people are calling purpose-driven companies have nothing to do with purpose. They're generally just companies that are, they're doing, you know, theoretically good things in the world. And, um, you know, maybe they're doing something sustainable or environmentally focused or energy conservation or serving, you know, underserved populations, or they have a, uh, a, um, you know, philanthropy program, or there's all kinds of things that people are calling purpose-driven. Mm -hmm. I don't, it, and from my perspective, those are not purpose-driven companies. Those are just, those are companies that are trying to do good things in the world, but that's not purpose. And um, going to work at one of those companies does not mean that you're going to be aligning yourself in a way that will be satisfied. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of hype now. Purpose is a key word, you know, and it's an, it's like, does anybody have a corporate mission statement that doesn't include purpose at this point? I don't think so. Like there's nobody on the planet who owns a company that probably doesn't say something about purpose. Right. So there's no discernment. Yeah, you're. it's not gonna make a difference when you're looking for a job really. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, get to know the people and the, you know, the culture but first, figure out what your purpose is and, and figure out how can that be best expressed in the world? What are some ways that I can really live that purpose? And what are the jobs or the careers or the fields where I'm going to most likely be living my essential purpose, my, make my greatest gifts? Mm. Um, it's going to be easier finding and looking for a job that way because you're going to be able to express who you are and how that's going to fit you know the mission of the company mm. interesting thanks for sharing that yeah did that make sense to you i mean i i'm curious about your thoughts about that yeah so i think that you bring up a good point that purpose really does start with you you have to identify what is your purpose and then once that's been identified, you can then find a company that can almost, I wouldn't say accept, but 
where they can resonate with your purpose or maybe yeah. it's the other way around where you feel like that that company can resonate and relate to um, your values and your, your hopes because um, all of that is tied to what your purpose is. And so um, part of it could be that if, let's say, if, if I want to work for a purpose-driven organization or organization that I know it's going to be aligned with my values is finding people who work there currently and learning about what their culture is like. Culture is a huge um, aspect, I think, yeah. um, and, and, and a factor in whether I choose to work there or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then also are people living out those values um, right. that are aligned to mine um, because it would be, I think, a, a conflict if my values are not aligned to uh, the organizational's uh, uh, values or the people's. Uh, yeah, it's, and so the distinction I want to make, though, is that values are not, values are different than purpose, but they are, you know, they're a representation of, they're an indicator of purpose. Right. So for, just as an example, um, given my purpose, I speak powerful truths, um, to shine love onto shadow, liberate souls, potential, reunite love and power. I'd have to be really aware of the kind of organization, you know, and there's a lot of ways I could go express that in a company. Um, but I'd want to make sure that I found a job where speaking powerful truths was a part of the role, right? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be in total conflict every day I go to work because if I, if, if my voice isn't allowed or welcome, I can't be myself. So I, I couldn't actually show up in that job in a way that would be useful. So I would need to be in a role that's, that says, yeah, we want to hear what you have to say because what you have to say is powerful. So there'd be an acknowledgement. Um, and I also, you know, liberate souls potential means like I'm, I'm totally about human potential. I'm totally about building structures and cultures and systems. And this is the work I do as a consultant. I'm, I build systems and structures that allow people to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so I have actually worked in companies where like I'd see a system that like, oh, this isn't working very well for the people who work here. We, these, we need to do these things. And they're like, oh no, we don't, we don't do it that way. Like, okay, this is probably not working very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, that was way back when, and I didn't know, like, why, why is this not working for me? Um, so knowing yourself well enough to know what are the parts of me that are required to be alive and expressed so I can like show up at work and have fun and contribute and, you know, the, the aliveness in me when I am living on purpose is going to automatically be a contribution to a company, but I need to find a role in the right company to let that happen. Otherwise you're always at odds, like, and it's, it will be miserable. Right. You'd be miserable. So, so, yeah. you know, the deep work, this is why most people don't really understand what purpose is. It's not about a job or a career or a purpose-driven company. It's like, mm, you got to start here first mm -hmm. and know who you are and how that's going to match the objectives of a company. And the, you know, in reality, the more of us that start doing that, companies are going to have to respond because they're going to say, oh, I actually really 
want to hire people for their right roles. It's not just that I have this rigid black and white job description and somebody's got to come fit it. It's like, I actually need to figure out, okay, this is kind of what needs to happen. And these are the bevy of candidates and how can I meet the needs of those people mm-hmm. as I fill a role? So it's a, you know, I think we're in this very interesting transitional space as you know, our world, <laughs> we're all in this transitional space. Um, and companies are going to have to evolve, whether they acknowledge that or not, because we are because we as humans are evolving, mm-hmm. and to continue to have people come to work to make the product, you know, to meet the shareholder value, um, if that's still their objective, we're going to have to treat people differently than we've been treating them in the past. Yeah, that's great. I, it, of course, innovation is such key to business success and and companies that are more resilient and adaptable to change will be more innovative and create cultures where their right. employees can be happy. Exactly. And, you know, I think that I, I love that you just brought in innovation because what, what very few people actually know is, I mean, I purpose is aligning with your internal purpose is where creativity and innovation emerge. Mm. I mean, you know, kind of my tagline is um, where purpose becomes innovation because we are so much more creative. I mean, because it just flow, everything flows from us when we're aligned with our purpose. I mean, that's part of why I, when I help my clients align with their purpose, like we, we can create products galore that with that are aligned with them and speak to them and they're excited about it and they go create businesses because it just like it just comes out. It's like magic. <laughs> you know, I don't use that word much, but literally the synchronicity of being truly aligned with yourself, like things just start popping. It's 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 crazy. And so companies allow having you know a a workforce that is more aligned with their native essential selves is going to be so much more productive and innovative Mm -hmm. and cutting edge and you know evolving which like who wouldn't want a company like that right yeah i mean that's such a good point i mean i'd love to be part of that company (laughs) like who wouldn't because and, and everybody's having fun you know that's the that's not the least of it everybody's actually having fun at work which means they're more even more productive which means the creative juices get going collectively and when that happens oh watch out world yeah the company flourishes then oh yeah that's that's incredible um so what are some of those companies that you know of that is that way Um, you know, I, I can't, I don't actually know the answer to that question. I don't, um, I would say probably, you know, if you look at like the tech space, uh, cause most of my clients are in the tech space. I would uh-huh. say Google, Facebook, um, those are companies that are continuing to grow and expand during the pandemic. No, I, well, I think those companies certainly have departments and divisions that have that opportunity i'd say in general the companies themselves are not google and facebook are not aligned you know not living that 
language. Mm -hmm. um, bigger tech companies have, have, they certainly have some parts of the company that are, that are like that. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you, so in your research, you mentioned about being an agent of love. What does that mean? And <laughs> how, how do we become agents of love in our lives or, you know, in, in our workplaces? Yeah, that's not necessarily, that's not usually the topic of conversation when I'm talking to businesses, but mm. um, so the last phrase of my purpose statement to reunite love and power. Mm -hmm. And this is based in my understanding of quantum physics and its application as you know, in the 3D world um, and alignment with purpose. So I'm kind of mixing things here, but when we are aligned in ourselves, as I described, um, we become alive. The, the, the force of our native expression emerges and there is a power that is emitted from that. So we become extremely powerful beings when we are aligned with purpose. Um, it's, it's like the rocket ship firing on all cylinders. You know, like every part of me, quark on up, you know, quarks to atoms, to molecules, to cells, to organs, to all the accompanying systems and structures, everything energetically is going in the same direction. And that has power. And that power wants to be expressed in the world. And, and what I know of quantum physics is that the universe, the cosmos is constantly expanding. And my experience of that expansion of the, the quantum field, if you wanna call it that. And, and so this, this is actually also research-based. This is not me talking woo-woo. Um, you know, this is not spiritual speak. This is, it, it is spiritual speak and it is also now substantiated by science. So we can talk about it, you know? <laughs> um, I would talk about it regardless, but the, the experience of that expansion feels like what I know as love. And when I began to have that experience as an aligned being, it feels like the reuniting of power and love. So I am being expressed in this expansive quantum field and energetically I am love. And so when I am living that aligned expression of me, the most innate version of me, I am an expression of love. I am a warrior of love basically, because I am here to do this, this most fundamentally sacred work in a way that contributes to the planet that serves and can, you know, also is aligned with evolution. So I can you know, also fold in there that the evolution of who we are purpose drives our evolution because it constantly wants us to get rid of the things that are not serving so we can be more in service. So there is this constant iterative cycle when I talk about many expressions of purpose in a lifetime, it's because we're in this evolutionary flywheel, if you will, that keeps us moving forward, getting rid of the stuff that isn't useful and, and you know, the virtuous 
virtuous versus um, vicious cycle. You know, we're in this virtuous cycle that has us moving forward. That may be too abstract for most people. Um, it's been my experience of how purpose looks and feels when we are most aligned with it. Um, that's that's great um you have thoughts about that <laughs> yeah i mean i well the you know quantum physics is something is an era that's new to me and and i i i'm gonna have to uh set some time to dig a little bit more into that and how that aligns to the work that you know um you do and 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 how you know it ties into spirituality as well too so um fascinating um points today you're making there um so what inspires you to do this type of work well i do this kind of type of work because it is what i'm here to do and um purpose is what i call what you can't not do mm. so i can't not do this there's no part of me that does i've always done this i've done it in every part of my life um, I am choosing now to do it, you know, as a coach and mentor and consultant and teacher mm -hmm. and author. Those are just the expressions, but the way I am, I've always been, I can't not do it. So it's not work per se. It's not like a job. Mm -hmm. It's who I am. Um, but what inspires me to get up and be excited about it every day is that I get to see people come into align with them with themselves. And they wake up like, oh my God, I like, I've been doing this my whole life and I didn't really know it. And now I get to know it and claim it and go out and live it. And that feels so good. And it makes me so happy. And they go create new products and a new business and their life, their relationships change, you know, they improve um, everything in their life improves and they have joy and vitality and they become another person, you know, basically they shed the identity of being less than who they really are. Mm -hmm. And so I, <laughs> I'm so blessed. I get to see people come alive in their own lives. Like now who wouldn't be inspired by that? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, I, I would. Certainly. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually one of the most blessed people on the planet. I swear, I swear by that. <laughs> I wouldn't always have said that, but now at this time, on the other side of all that trauma, mm -hmm. um, I'm glad I made it. That's incredible. Would you, so at, at what point did you consider yourself as a success? And how, and I guess uh, to that, how would you define success? Yeah, I would, I would have to define that first. Um, you know, success to me, for much of my adult life was, oh, I made it another day. I'm actually still here. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I had some pretty rough years and mm -hmm. uh, experienced depression and suicidal ideation for on and off 30 years. So just making it another day and doing what I had to do was success. Um, I knew there was more. I knew, I, you know, I knew if I stayed long enough, I would eventually find my way on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And I did with some really deep work and a lot of intention. Um, 
success for me is what I just described. I get to help people come into, come alive in their own lives. Mm -hmm. I get to see people live the life they came to live, their soul brought them back for. Mm -hmm. um, I, can't, I can't imagine anything greater than that. Um, I am I am building a new product that's a group program. It's a, and I'm going to launch it May and June, where I have, you know, I tend to work one on one or as a consultant, and I'm building a group program where you know 30, 40 people will get to do this work together. And I'm I'm really excited about that expression because I'll you know get to get to see many more lives affected. Um, that I'm currently able to work with. Um, that just fills my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes me want to cry. That's incredible. Wow. I mean, I'm so proud of you for, um, you know, overcoming these challenges that you've been through. It, it must be very difficult. I, I don't know it personally, but I, of course, know family members who have dealt with those kinds of situations. What are some of the tools and resources that you tapped into to uh, overcome those challenges around um, depression, anxiety? And yeah. Um, I didn't actually have anxiety. That wasn't something I experienced. Um, I did a lot of therapy. You know, I did several decades of therapy. Um, and then I, um, I, I actually have a doctorate in human development. I became an integral master coach. I have, I'm a somatic experiencing professional. Um, I've studied stages of consciousness. I've done tons of energy work. Um, I mean, if there's a modality out there, I've studied it. You know, I probably 90% of what's on the planet that's effective, I've studied and experienced. Um, I did everything I could to survive. I just kept at it because I really didn't want to go. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, now I know that was my soul pulling me through the muck and mire of my life in order to have the toolkit mm. that I have to work with other people and share with the world because there's just about nothing. I haven't, I haven't lived in war-torn country and, you know, I haven't experienced homicide personally, you know, someone I know, there's very little else I haven't experienced in life. So I have a pretty big toolkit and a lot of experience working in with trauma and also many industries. Um, so I, you know, I feel like that was, that was my life's way of preparing me mm. for this work. So I don't look at it as, you know, oh, woe is me, poor Holly, she had that. And like, I now, I now look at it as like, oh my God, am I lucky or what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts and people that become wealthy or successful have been through some very, very dark times and challenging times. And do you, what's your take on, 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 on that? Where do we as humans, do, do we must have to go through these tough times in order to get through the other side? 
and transform our lives and be agents of, of change? Wow. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's a great question, Kong. Um, I'd say traditionally, most of us don't face our darkest shadow mm. unless we're required to. Um, if we have to face it to get to the other side, it's like, you know, it stand, it stands in front of the portal to the other side and we can't get there unless we go through it. Right. And so most of us don't do the work because we'd rather stay stuck where we are mm. than go through the door and have to deal with that. So I think a big chunk of humanity stays stuck because that looks really hard and I don't know how to do it. And I'm afraid it might undo me. Mm. And in fact, it does undo you in good ways. You know, you have to let go of the old ways in order to become the new. So it undoes, it deconstructs the former identity mm. and you get through and get a new identity and a new way of being in the world. And that scares the crap out of most people. Right. Um, I actually also believe that so that has been the way, and I'm, what I'm observing is that some of the younger generations, yours included, um, it's not as much required. There's some new thing going on, you know, indigo children or whatever, that there isn't the same need for everybody to go through. There's some normal evolution happening that doesn't require that. I think my generation, and, you know, there's this who was it that said that middle-aged women, Western women would change the world? I, I personally believe that's true. And mostly because we've, we were burdened, if you will, with the trauma of the last several hundred years. And we had resources to deal with it as opposed to women in other parts of the world didn't have as many resources. And so those of us who did the work, um, who put our energy and attention onto resolving these things, it was what we could do. And we did the heavy lift. I mean, we've, you know, Western women have done a heavy lift. It's really, it's been, I mean, I just know hundreds, thousands of Western women who, who just been year after year after year trying to tackle the burdens. Hmm. Not that other people in the world aren't more burdened. It's just that mm -hmm. we have resources, you know, that others don't. And so we should have, like, in, if you don't, damn it, why not? Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those of us who could, should have, and some of us did. And so it was a heavy lift and thank God we were able to do it. And I don't think some of the younger generations will have to do it for that reason. So I don't think that pattern will be necessary in the future. I'm hopeful for that anyway. I would want that for younger generations to not have to do that. Right. Yeah, that yeah. makes me cry. I, I would want so much that my life experience paved the way for an easier way mm. yeah. for younger generations. I'm with you on that as well. And I can see the passion and the fire in your soul just speaking <laughs> about this issue. It's phenomenal. Um, we're about time. Uh, we're, what <laughs> advice would you- 
that's, that's great. I mean, I you know, it shows that you know this is something that's very important to you, and it is, um, you know, it is for me as well. And so I'm I'm very happy that uh, we're continuing this conversation to get it out there for the public and for it to be uh, more of a general topic. Uh, where people can talk about it naturally and yeah. without either, um, you know, much, uh, I don't know, shame or, or whatnot yeah. holding them back. And so um, what advice would you give my listeners? Hmm. You know, big picture, listen to your soul, listen, listen to the curiosities and the passions and the, the desires and the longings and the voices that say, you know, enough is enough. I'm not going to live a life that doesn't have meaning anymore. It's, it's my turn. I want it too, because each of us can have it. We can, it's actually not impossible. It takes some effort, you know, to really uncover it and get ready for it and live it. Sure. And it's worth it because any other way is like, why would you do that? <laughs> Why would that be worth living if you have the option, you know, if, if you can, um, yeah, that would be the primary message and like do it now while we still have time. <laughs> yes. Yes. While we still have time. I just, had, I just made a post this morning about, you know, how every day is a new day and it's not just another day and how our time on earth is finite. And so part of the show is really to empower people to find their own purpose and do it now because time is short. And oh, we we have like thirty seconds left on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> I'm not even sure it's thirty seconds left. <laughs> and so we have to be grateful of what we have and really, you know, tap into our the best version of ourselves. And yeah. part of that is tap into our own sense of purpose. Uh, so Holly, if people want to connect with you, where can they find your work? Um, so they can look, my website is emergenceinstitute.net. Um, I also have a community on Mighty Networks called Purpose Creators Collective. Um, you can go to my website and um, find that link for the collective and there's a free audio course on my website that can get you started on finding purpose like go download that and you know it's 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 um it's several audios and there's some exercise and exercises in it but i've been told it's like really useful and great first steps so awesome awesome well Thank folks you if you know where to find holly uh, if you want to connect with Holly, you know where to find her. And uh, Holly, thank you so much for your work um, in the space and your existence. And you are changing many lives through your knowledge, your wisdom, and expertise. Um, thank you for everything you do. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you too. I, I love that you host this conversation and your work is also really critical as we unfold as humans on the planet. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Thank you.